The tech part of online business can be overwhelming. Now that you have a business idea, you might be stalling out because you don't know what to do next. If I look back at all the things that I've taught myself over the years, it's a lot. I wish I would have had someone to categorize and simplify what I actually needed and what I didn't would have saved me a lot of time and frustration. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the four tools that you must have to sell your online product or service. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Kayla from the ecommercemom.com, and you're listening to the Ecommerce Mom Show. More moms than ever are looking for a way to make money online from home without getting overwhelmed in the process. My goal is to help you find the resources and encouragement to start a side hustle or small business so that you can thrive as a stay at home mom while helping your family get ahead financially. Let's get into today's episode. So welcome back to the e-commerce mom show. I'm so happy that you're here today. I hope you are having an awesome week. Um, If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review that would help me so much and help push this podcast out to others so that they can listen to it too. So if you uh, have enjoyed it, I would love for you to leave a review there. So today we're going to talk about the four must-have tools for your online business. So this is basically the basis of how to get started selling your online product or service. What are the things that you actually need to be able to do that? And I'm going to try to put this into four categories because I think that's easier. Um, It can be confusing when someone says, oh, you need this and this and this. And you're like, oh, I have no idea where to even start. This is super overwhelming. And then you don't do it or that's what most people do anyway, myself included. (laughs) If it seems like a huge insurmountable project, we tend to put that off or not do it at all. So I want to simplify this for you so that you understand the basics. Because when people start throwing around words like funnels and, you know, stuff like that, we're like, what in the world is that even? So the first thing that you need is a sales platform. Where are you going to sell the thing that you're selling? That um, is generally a website and or a checkout system, I guess you would say. So you need a like a website, somewhere, a presence online with a checkout system. Now, that could be Etsy. You could sell them on Etsy, whatever the thing that you're trying to sell. So maybe it's a digital product of some sort, uh, a physical product that you're trying to sell, a printable planner stickers, whatever the thing is that that you're trying to sell, if it fits within the parameters of what Etsy allows you to sell, you could sell it there. Etsy has advertising capabilities beyond what we are going to be able to to advertise to. Um, And they are an established business. They also have the ability for you to run ads on their website. And not everything that you do, you can do it how they do it. They also have um, an SEO system already in place. They also have regular traffic. They have a way for someone to follow your shop, to come back to your shop. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that you could do there where you, you already have traffic to Etsy. If you have a shop somewhere else on, let's say, a self-hosted website, a website that you host yourself, you don't have traffic. And so you're going to have to pay traffic or get organic search traffic. And that could take a little while. Now, Etsy does charge a fee, but 
you are taking advantage of all the things that they offer in exchange for that fee. And they're already set up for that. They already have a customer base. People are already coming to Etsy to look for the thing that you're going to sell there, most likely. The only thing you have to worry about is having a good product and learning um, about how to get the traffic to your product there. So that's the only thing that you would have to worry about. And Etsy can be a great place to sell. Um, another thing you can do is have your own website and use um, something like Shopify, WooCommerce, SendOut, ConvertKit, or somewhere like that to have a cart system on your website. So you could have a website that has your own products. Maybe you have a blog and you want to add a shop to it. You could have um, your own products there just on the page. And then you have a button for them to go check out somewhere else. Now ConvertKit is a email service, but they also have a ConvertKit commerce section of their website where you can sell digital products or services through there. Uh, this same with SendOwl. Uh, WooCommerce is more of a shop feature. So if you have physical or digital products, Shopify the same. So you can use those to um, sell the things on the website that you already have. They all have pros and cons. If you have any questions about which one you should use or not use, you are welcome to email me at Kayla at the ecommercemom.com. I have tried most of these <laughs> and I know how most of them work because of personal experience. So I can give you a little heads up about that. Um, I may talk about those more in depth in another episode, but I don't want to make this like super long and boring. So there are advantages and disadvantages to all of them. If you are a coach, an event planner, um, someone who is doing freelance social media management or uh, freelance writing or editing or something like that where you are needing your client to sign a contract for the thing that you're doing. Maybe you're a photographer. HoneyBook is a great website to do that and it is fairly inexpensive to use. That is what I use for my coaching clients. So you can have them sign contracts, you can send them proposals, you can have them pay both auto pay and you can invoice them. And it is set up to move them along through the system. You always know what stage they're at. There's a calendar there. There's a calendar that you can use for them to book you. And then you have your own calendar view to look at. You can send questionnaires. You can do all kinds of stuff. You can pre-screen them before you ever talk to them. Like there's so many things that you can do in HoneyBook. Is it perfect? No. Is it the thing that I would just, I just absolutely love to use? No, <laughs> because I think there are some features that it could have that would make it easier for me to use. And I think there's, there's some part of it that it just doesn't work together 100% like I would like for it to use, but it is a great website and it's way more expensive to use a document signing thing plus use a booking software plus use a checkout software plus and then have all these separate things to me it's much simpler to put them in there and I think the reason that it's not my favorite is that um, it is set up for anybody to use it's not specifically for coaches if it were specifically for coaches then I wouldn't have as much of an issue with it um, but I still like it and I still pay for it and use it so it's not like I dislike it so much there are some other ones that are for coaches but they are more expensive and since that's not the only part of my business I would rather spend my money somewhere else 
on a different system than to spend it for a coaching thing. Now, if I was only a coach, maybe I would use another um, thing. But I have looked at all of them that I could find out there. And HoneyBook is definitely the best value for the money. And like I said, it, if you're doing multiple different types of services, it's not only for one thing. You can use it for whatever you want to use it for. It's very generic, which is really good. Um, another thing is if you're trying to sell a course, you can use uh, a website like Podia or Teachable or something else like that, where you can host your courses and there is a checkout system there. So they are kind of more of an all-in-one platform where you're not having to do so much building. You're just putting the information in there and they're doing the rest of it. There's a checkout page there. You can build a sales page in there and you can host your products in there. And it's it's already more of like a skeleton made up for you to put your stuff in. For, uh, so you don't have to actually make all these things up. And so that's much easier to start off with. The system that I'm using now after I moved from Podia, is it's very much you have to make every single little thing in there, but it's much more customizable and more technical. But if you're just starting, you don't need anything that crazy. And it would probably drive you crazy to have to figure out how to use it. And it's much more expensive. So there are lots of programs that you can use that are specific to the thing that you're trying to do that will make it so much easier for you. So you need a sales platform of some sort, a website with a checkout system. The second thing you need is an email service provider. I don't know that most people that are not in business know that those emails are coming from a, an email system somewhere, right? So when you get a sales email from a company, or you get an email from a blogger, all that, it is not their Gmail account that's sending this out. There are certain standards of what you can do or not do in email that are put in place by law. So you want to make sure that you're doing that how you're supposed to be doing it. There are two that I would recommend to you, uh, system.io, and you can get started with that for free, and ConvertKit. Now, System is more of an all-in-one type platform where you can do more than just email, ConvertKit. Um, they are more geared toward email, although there is the ConvertKit commerce side where you can sell product. They both have very good analytics and they both have good deliverability rates. So they actually, you actually deliver the emails because there are some like MailChimp where the people that are on those email lists don't get half the emails and you're not going to make sales that way. Uh, email is the way you make a lot of your sales. And so you need for those emails to actually show up when someone, you know, requests to be on your list. Also, on the back end of that email system, you're going to be able to see how many people opened that email, how many people clicked on the thing that you put in that email, how many people are on your list, how many people have gotten off your list. And you're going to need some way to give someone a free incentive of some sort to sign up for your list. So it might be a free planner page. It might be um, a free ebook for the seven secrets to your business. It might be a free something. It, it could be lots of different things, but you give them an incentive and they get signed up to your email list. And then you send your mass emails through that. Not only do you do that, though. You also can tag people and segment people and send them certain things in certain ways so that you're targeting certain people for sales. Like targeting sounds like a bad word. 
it's not a negative connotation there, where you're actually sending specific things to the people that would be interested in them, not resending sales emails to people who have already bought that product. So there's so much stuff that you can do and see on the backside of an email program. And either one of those are fantastic. So number three would be social media platform of some sort, or some other way to get out the news of what you're doing. That could be Facebook, that could be Instagram, that could be Pinterest. Pinterest is not technically social media. Um, but what are you doing to attract people? How are you um, connecting with the people that are out there that would be interested? And you don't have to do social media. A lot of people are not on social media, and that's fine. Um, you could have a podcast that's sole purpose is to attract people to the thing that you're selling. You could also do that with YouTube. Um, Pinterest is great because Pinterest is free and you can get traffic that way. And you can pin uh, Etsy products. You can pin podcast episodes. You can pin blog posts. You could pin YouTube videos. You can pin a lot of different types of things. So it's not like that you just have to be a blogger. You can pin directly pin to your products on there. There's a, a lot of ways that you can use Pinterest to help you. And that is really great in the beginning, especially if you don't have a budget for ads or anything like that. You can also do Pinterest ads, but you can do Facebook ads. You can do Instagram ads. You can do a lot of those things. But for as far as free traffic, social media is a great way to get that or something else. For me, my podcast is the way that I'm making long form content. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But if I didn't want it to be that way and I just wanted to use it to attract, if it was like an additional thing to attract someone to my services or my products, then I could use it that way too. And you can use it for both because you, you're you going to hear me mention services and products here because I'm using it as a way to let people know about what I do. And so you can use it that way too. You can also be a guest on other people's podcast to bring awareness. But the main thing that you want is visibility and awareness of the thing that you have is graphics. You need to be able to make graphics for your thing. So you need a way to make Pinterest pins, YouTube thumbnails, Instagram posts, um, the e free ebook that you're going to give away. You need a way to be able to do that. And you do not have to be a graphic designer to make graphics for this thing. So one of my biggest tips is to use a program called Canva. If you've ever heard of PicMonkey, it's very similar, although I think Canva is way more user-friendly. And you can use the free version. I use the paid version because it stores fonts and brand colors for me. So I don't have to constantly choose colors, but you don't have to use that. There are, And there are other advantages of using the pro plan. It's very inexpensive, but you can create beautiful slide decks, uh, graphics, all kinds of stuff in Canva with the templates that are there. Now you can also purchase templates and import them into Canva and all that, but there is so much there that is already built into Canva that makes it really, really easy to use. So Canva is a great place to do that. Also, I highly recommend Creative Fabrica and Creative Market if you need stock photos for things that maybe, you know, you want something very specific that you can't find on Canva to use, or you need fonts for your business, or you need designs for something or templates for something. There are so many of them. Uh, Creative Fabrica has a monthly subscription that you have, you get access to everything that they have, or you can purchase separate products. Creative Market also may have a subscription and you can buy stuff separately from them. So you need somewhere to get graphics. It does not have to be a paid service, but you do need to make sure that whatever you're using 
is licensed in the proper way that you can use it in the way that you want to use it because there are different licensing permissions, especially on Creative Fabrica on their stuff, what you can use it for or not. Sometimes you cannot use it as it is. It has to be a part of another design. There's a lot that goes into that. So you want to make sure that the graphics that you're using, don't just pull something off of a Google image search, a photograph or something like a stock photo. You need to make sure that you can actually use those and have permission to do that. And here is a bonus tip for you long form content. So a blog post, a podcast, a YouTube channel, something like that could help you sell that thing. So if you are a photographer for weddings, and that's all you do, if you have a YouTube channel, or a podcast or something, you know, a blog where you can do long form content to, to talk to brides about wedding tip, it could just be the topic of weddings in general, it could be the topics of weddings and photographs, what makeup photographs best, what venues photograph best, at what times, lighting, you know, all the stuff that they might need to know, the you know, the 15 photographs that you want to make sure that are taken at your wedding, you know, the combinations of people. I don't know the terms for all this stuff, but you know what I mean? I wish I would have had someone that would have told me all those things that I did not have someone do that. And my photographer was just like, whatever, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, no, I need help going over so if I would have had, you know, a little more direction, that would have been really nice. So if you have a place to do long form content, that is great. A lot of people may do this on social media. The problem with social media is, is that it can be taken away. People all the time lose their Instagram accounts. They lose all kinds of other things because of whatever reason, because they're hacked, because they said something on Instagram that Instagram does not like. If you have a niche that is any in any way controversial, like uh, natural medicine or uh, politics or religion or anything where if it is something that goes outside the normal thing, the mainstream thing, the way people think, and you're like, nah, you know, I think we should question this, whatever that might be. There have been plenty of people that have had their accounts shut down. And I've also heard of the same, if you were to host your website through Wix or something like that, which I would not ever recommend that, I would only recommend WordPress with a self-hosted blog, you can, you know, run into that issue. Social media is a great way to get the word out there, but it is also a very fickle thing that can be taken away from you. You cannot put all your eggs in that basket. So just to recap, the four must-have tools for your online business are a sales platform, meaning a website and a checkout system of some sort, whether it's your website or someone else's, uh, an email service provider, a uh, social media platform or other platform to build brand awareness and visibility and to let people get to know you. Um, the in the fourth way is some place to make graphics for social media, graphics for things that you want to give away to people for free to get them on your email list, graphics that might, it might be a PDF, not necessarily just what you would think of as a graphic, but something that you want to make and design to sell like an ebook. There's so many different things that you could do with a program like Canva, which is the one that I recommend. And also as a bonus, long form content as in a blog or a podcast, YouTube channel, something like that, where you can attract people, educate people, for people to get to know you, that kind of, and 
drive traffic to your business. So thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I want to remind you, as always, you can find the show notes at theecommercemom.com slash episode and the number eight. You'll find links for all the things that I've talked about there. A lot of those links will give you something free. For example, the Etsy link that I have there will give you 40 free listings if you want to start an Etsy shop. Feel free to use those if you would like. And I will catch you guys in the next episode.